Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. This is episode number 53. Today is December 23rd, Josh. Um, so last year, it was a pretty fun show. We kind of went through our top 10 or top 20, if you combine our two for 2020. Um, but now we're just going to take a look ahead in terms of each of our top 10s as we move into 2021. Certainly, I think, you know, there's always a lot of things that you learn from the past growing season and maybe some things that we want to focus on as we move in um, to that next growing season, just to set ourselves up a little bit more positively. Um, so we're just going to talk through some of those different uh, uh top factors here today. Um, I'm going to actually kick it over you to you to um, start off. All right. Exciting. Another countdown. I like this stuff. So uh, number 10 uh, on my list, number 10, I actually had a title at the setup. And the reason I say that is if you think about how poorly we were set up for this crop from a really challenging uh, 2019, um, you look at this fall 2020 crop came out early or tillage is done. In some cases, we're still out there maybe doing some tillage way ahead of manure applications, you know, things like that. As you go west, the anhydrous applications, all the fall P and K is down. We're set up so much better. And to me, that's exciting. You know, we had some good yields here in 2020, um, but you just take a look at the setup. And I think our, our top end potential coming into next spring could be better. Weather could, could debunk that in a heartbeat, um, but I couldn't be happier about how we're set up going into 2021. Yep. I like that one. And it kind of leads into, I guess, my number one uh, was soybean seed treatment. I think, you know, a couple of shows back, we talked about some of those factors that were driving yield in soybeans. And I think one of those is seed treatment. Um, you know, a lot of times as we get a little bit later into the season, as temperatures warm up, we maybe lose sight of making that seed treatment application to our soybeans. But I do very much think that it's becoming a standard in terms of managing our soybean acres to the highest level of potential. And I think that's just my number one as we move into 2021, just focusing on the value of, of seed treatment. All right. Excellent. And my number nine is, uh, could we be dry? You know, I kind of look in the way December has been, the way fall has been, um, you know, subsoil moisture is, is probably depleted a little bit. Uh, I've seen some growers working on some projects around the farm and doing some excavating. It, it definitely isn't muddy down there. Um, could change in a heartbeat. You know, we could come to spring, who knows, it could be really wet, but um, definitely got a drier feel to it than, than we've had in quite a while. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, 2021 turns out to maybe on the drier side or if it uh, kind of changes here as we, we turn the calendar to a new year. Yep, time will tell. So my number two is taking advantage of planning date. I think planning date is one of those few management factors that um, a grower can decide on that costs you zero dollars of investment, but really provides, you know, a huge opportunity to pick up um, some bushels on the yield side of things. And I think if conditions are fit this year, just really focusing on not looking at the weather to come, but when field conditions are fit, taking advantage of those windows when they come. All right, good. Uh, my number eight is uh, kind of for me and for growers, but am I keeping up with the new? Uh, I always think about Every year as I talk to growers of what are you going to change? You know, are you going to look at some new hybrids, new technologies, uh, traits, um, you know, new technology for equipment, other things. But uh, important uh, every off season to really try to get out there, get to meetings. If we do a virtual agronomy revolution tour, you know, get out there, um, you know, just get exposed, see what's out there, talk to people, what's new, what's working, what's not working. And uh, I always like to, I encourage every grower that we got to be trying something new every year. Um, we got to keep making progress and, um, you know, whether it starts with seed or technology or equipment, whatever it is, just make sure you're you're kind of taking a look at what's what's available in the marketplace uh, that can be new to your operation. 
Yeah, always something to keep us on our toes, I think, uh, which a little bit leads into my number three, mine is tissue testing uh, for 2021. I just think it really gives us an opportunity to maybe make some even more informed in-season management decisions. Um, I think sampling can help catch some of these deficiencies before they maybe start showing an, an outward sign and are negatively contributing to our yield. And so that's just something I think that I want to focus on a little bit more as we move into this growing season. I think it can be um, a key identifying a piece of the yield factor and how we continue to, to drive yields to another level. Awesome. Okay. And uh, my number seven uh, is improving the bottom. And uh, when I look at, you know, if you really talk to growers, you know, if you really look at what, what really hurt my farm average, what helped hurt my field average, it's the poor spots or the, the, the farm that doesn't have the yield potential. And I always think it's important to look at that every year. Um, you know, if that bottom, if we're not profitable, should we keep doing that? If it's close to break even, is there something we can do on the input size or output or, or make some changes, try to improve that. Um, but I think it's important that every operation kind of takes a look at that year, every year and uh, really tries to develop a game plan to, to improve that. Because again, if we can continue to, to raise the overall average, that's just going to pay the bills or improve ROI on those lower producing acres is uh, important uh, year in, year out. I think it's something that, you know, I think some, some of us do a really good job of that. I think others, we need to take a look at that. Um, but just really getting down that field by field level and really taking a look at how can I improve efficiency and return on investment overall. You bet. So my number four is um, UAV utilization. I think every year I'm able to use my drone um, throughout the growing season. I learn a more unique way to use that and help folks across their operations. So I just want to continue a focused effort on just thinking outside of the box on how we continue to, to use technology in our to our advantage and not in an overwhelming manner, but to our advantage, so. Okay, good, the UAV is some awesome stuff. Uh, number six for me, um, I actually titled it as kind of the, the farm economy uh, paired with decisions. Um, you know, as we, we've had some challenging times, we've had to, to take a look and make some decisions to try to, to offset some input costs. And now I'm really trying to go back through and where we've made some changes, do we have a little catch up to do? Um, do we need to, to look at some new things that we wanted to do, but we just didn't have the means to do it? But I think that'll be important as we roll into to 2021. And when we roll out of break alley, we'll get into our, our top five and year uh, five through 10. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're into the kind of the home stretch here, Alley. We just got to, each of us got five to go for the last episode of uh, 2020. Uh, I'm going to let you kick it off. And uh, why don't you give us your, I think you're on number six, and I'll be on number five here. But I'll let you go first. Yep. So my number five is, you know, just kind of that continued focus on enlist. I think we, like you mentioned for 2020, I think we learned about enlist, but moving forward, I think just that continued focus in terms of um, letting those varieties prove themselves. And then the, the system itself, we obviously understand uh, the efficiency of that system. And I think there's just a lot more exciting things to come as we continue to wrap our heads around that. And I think just a refocus there and how it can, can have an advantage across folks acres is going to be really important. Awesome. Okay. My number five uh, kind of gets paired up with my number eight here a little bit, but uh, there's a lot new from Pioneer and Corteva AgriScience. Um, you know, we're going to launch uh, new hybrids again for next year. Our PKP set's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, there'll be, you know, what, probably three brand new ones in the core set, plus some early, you know, some 94, 95 day stuff that, that's new there as well. Um, almost an entirely new Enlist E3 lineup, and we will go to an exclusively Enlist uh, PK set next year. Also from Gretava Agriscience, new uh, herbicides, Kyber as a new pre on soybeans is going to be exciting. Uh, but uh, if you're looking for the new, um, don't be uh, shy to, to really check out Pioneer and Corteva and what we got going new. Uh, just got a lot of great things going for us, Allie, and I think it's going to uh, lead to an exciting 2021. Yeah, I think so too. Um, so my number six is 
Corn rootworm populations, and I guess for me, that's just maybe more understanding those. As we get west of 52, it hasn't been to the level of an issue that you experience as you get east of 52. So I think just a continued focus on, I get a lot of questions, should I be planting a triple on my rotated acres? So I think that we could, I could do a better job of, of trapping and understanding those populations so that as we move into that next year, we're making informed decisions around um, corn rootworm. Awesome. My number four is kind of generic. Uh, I talk about this a lot, but it is crop nutrition. Um, if I look back to 2020 and look forward, um, crop nutrition obviously has a huge impact uh, on corn and soybean and um, forage alfalfa production across Southeast Minnesota. Um, you know, some, some things have been challenging with crop nutrition with, you know, some challenging fire harvests, you know, seasons to get it done. Also some um, farm economy things. Um, you know, we've had some heavy rainfall that's affected nitrogen, but I think really, really taking a deep dive into the crop nutrition program. I know a lot of soil sampling got done this fall. I think there'll be a lot of work taking a look at all that information we got and uh, putting together a good plan um, for 2021, because really, whether it be corn or beans, uh, if we don't got a good crop nutrition program, um, our results are going to be less than desirable. Yep, I think that one's going to be really important as we move forward. So my number seven is a levo seed treatment. I'm really just focusing a lot on soybeans here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, have soybeans on the mind, but I think you know we do fully treat our PKP sets with a levo, and sometimes when you tack on some varieties on the end that don't have that levo seed treatment, we are starting to experience the value of that. So I certainly would encourage folks. I think whether you have heavy and heavy SDS. Um, historically pressured field um, or just are interested in giving that a try. I think it's a very proven product across the industry and is certainly worth, I think, incorporating across a percentage of your acres, whether that be small or, or all. Awesome. Well, I'm going to jump on the soybean bandwagon with number three, uh, which for me is, uh, can we have a repeat soybean crop? And uh, um, a lot of excitement around beans and and definitely if you look at ROI, beans were, were a, a pretty successful crop in 2020. Uh, but really, when you look at 2021, can we have a repeat? Um, I can promise you, you won't have a repeat if you don't do these few things. You know, get the right variety, treat the seed, plant them early, spray fungicide at R3. If we don't do those four things, I don't think we can have a repeat. If we do those four things, um, I think we'll have the opportunity to, to have a really good soybean crop again. But we also know with soybeans, Mother Nature plays a big role. But uh, those four things are, are the, the four major factors to make sure um, we have a successful soybean crop in 2021. Yep, I think so too. So my number eight was just kind of this agronomy today and agronomy show itself as we move into 2021. You talked about how we have a lot of new to focus on. So there's always plenty of topics to cover. Um, so we'll be focusing on these here and then we'll be sure to focus on some other agronomy information with our uh, counterparts across Southeast Minnesota too. All right. Awesome. My number two uh, is corn rootworm. Um, and really, where is the population going? Um, you know, it's hard to predict year in, year out. We know population was sky high uh, through 2020. Uh, you look out the window now, it, it's been pretty warm, but um, we don't have much snow or any snow yet either. And uh, that'll be interesting if, um, you know, snow can be their friend here as we get to January, February. But if we do stay really open, if we can get you know, two, three weeks of really cold temperatures, maybe we could be a little hard on the rootworm, but um, we'll just have to see what January, February brings. And that's something we'll probably talk about uh, in 2021 before planning. Yep. So my number nine was just corn on corn management. I think you did a really nice job hitting on this with just kind of the fertility management piece. So this one could go a much broader spectrum, but I think just that focus on all those factors uh, that we need to make sure we're considering to make sure we have the most positive outcome come harvest. All right. And my number one, uh, to kind of wrap up uh, the shows here for 2020 is uh, um, dot the I's and cross the T's. And the reason I say that is um, 
the little things make a big difference in the end. And, and as I think about, we've talked about corn rootworm a lot. You think about how important a plan is. As soon as the corn planter leaves the field, your corn rootworm plan is set for the year. So if we make a mistake right away, that has season long effects. And there's a lot of things we do, whether it be through crop nutrition, our nitrogen program, our rootworm program, our crop protection program, getting the beans treated and everything else in between, just making sure we got a good plan in place. Uh, it's important. And uh, I think that'll be important to making sure we have a successful 2021. Allie, that's a wrap for this episode, a wrap for 2020. And we will see you all on air uh, next year. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. We'll see you at 11 a.m.